0: Okay, where is this stream going to?
1: Not the right spot.
0: Let's. Should we go back to Mixer? Yeah, dude.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> too
0: soon. Uh, no,
1: there's a there's a new one out there it, that we should get onto. Oh, what is it? I forget what it's called. Let me do some research. <laughs>
2: it's <probably> like
3: Moxer.
1: <laughs> oh, it's D Live. D Live
3: is the one I was thinking of. D
0: Live.
3: D Live. Wow. D Live. I'm. Oh live stream with blockchain of course they have to use the word <laughs> blockchain
4: there. Oh. it's going to get
3: it's going to get all the kids
4: goodness
3: Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forecast episode 125. The Forecast is a bi weekly podcast produced, streamed, and sometimes released on Thursdays. We are a community of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and TV to our everyday life experiences. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at Face What is Going On Above Me.
5: <laughs>
3: everybody decided to. I'm
5: recording podcast. Everybody decided <laughs> to start vacuuming and getting the dog oh. very angry. Right oh. That oh. so had to start.
2: My goodness. Couldn't hear it
3: down
5: here. To be fair, yeah, I don't think we heard it.
2: Yeah, it didn't come through. So, you, so just, you sound crazy right now. <laughs> okay, perfect.
3: Excellent. I'm <laughs> just screaming. At no one, I'm the only one in the house. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Forecast episode 125. The Forecast is a bi weekly podcast produced, streamed, and sometimes released on Thursdays. We're a community of people who have explored and discussing all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and TV to our everyday life experiences. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash the FB, or you can come hang out on our discord channel, or you can check out our website, we are uh, where we have a ton of original content for you to browse through. Additionally, everything we talk about is in our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you are using. I am Aaron joined by a couple additional peeps this week. Alex.
5: Hello, how's it going?
1: Chad. Hey, yo, what's it? What's, uh... how's it happen yeah what's up
2: one podcast yeah (laughs) jake john hello hi i'm
4: jake caleb uh that's that's me
2: and
3: owen hello guys gals and non-binary pals all right i'm gonna start this week with my own segment Uh, i'm I'm selfish about these lists guys it's the most important thing we've
1: got to start with a segment mm -hmm. we always gotta have a list this week,
3: we are going to talk about the most evolutionary, groundbreaking game mechanics ever made. Mm. And some of the worst. The there, list is very short. There's only four good ones and three bad ones. But I like this list, I think it's good. Mm. But I need some feedback. Here we go. The best. The best. The, the four best groundbreaking mechanics we've had Fog of War, number one. Okay. I, yeah. I like oh. Fog of War. Okay. Y- y-
6: okay. That's number I- one. No, what,
3: what, it's just, it's not like, it's not, it's an unordered list. Yeah, oh. it's not like oh, oh, it's, okay. just so list. List. it's just oh, sorry. Three yeah. Dot, dot. one. All right. Dot two. Parry encounter mechanics. What? Okay. Oh, parry. Parry. <laughs> parrying. Yeah.
4: No. I heard those Maybe? words together. Parrying as in like somebody's name. Parry and What a parry encounter. A parry
3: encounter. <laughs> <parrying counter>. uh, <laughs> yeah, number yeah, yeah. three. Crafting. I do. I mean, love this is a lot of stuff. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. hmm It's also like over it's used a lot it's mm.
2: i don't know how do you determine mechanics because it's like moving that <laughs> <That's, that's laughs> spring pretty ground groundbreaking. <laughs> that's pretty groundbreaking. uh all right number movement. four this one's weird number
3: four ads oh ain't that yes i mean sure i, I guess yes yeah this seems very
1: arbitrary Ch- very, very arbitrary mechanics forming and I no, ar- ar- yeah
4: yeah. Mm,
0: mm, 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 mm. Okay. All right. All right. Fine, also,
4: I, I'm upset digging isn't in the list of No yes, That was obvious. Awesome. It. Awesome.
5: Awesome. I think the, the number one specific mechanic is the, the double jump. Oh, double jump is That's the best best mechanic. It's it always feels great. It's awesome. Wow. I think close second is like grappling hook stuff. Wow.
3: Okay. <laughs> okay.
6: Grappling hook stuff. Movement abilities yeah. always feel pretty yeah. good. All right. Here we I go.
1: Per- I personally have been not paying attention for the past podcast. Uh, <laughs> did we say good? <laughs> <laughs> Did we say pinging, pinging, pinging? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, ping-ing. no, not Uh-oh. pinging. No, no. Okay,
3: continue no. for multiplayer right, stuff. So, yeah. So, what are what the, are this list is important. from? This list is a, l- a little bit older. It's not like it didn't come out in early 2021 or 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, worst game mechanics on this list. Here we go. Fast traveling. Works? Disagree. Uh, yeah, I have to disagree, disagree with that. <laughs> I can
1: understand the
5: argument. I understand the sentiment. I disagree like, with yeah. the
3: argument. I understand
1: the sentiment. Okay.
3: Yeah, okay. like yeah, I'm with Alex.
5: Like if you need fast travel in your game because you've crafted a world that is not good to travel in or not mm. put a system in that's good to traverse it, then yeah, like fast travel is really good, but mm. also it's mm. it's like a crutch for bad design. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, okay. I
6: mean i my my disagreement would be if you're playing an mmo getting from one place to the other like in wow yeah you might be like jumping on the back of a uh you know you're the flight path or whatever but flight paths are really just fast travel like that's just fast traveling i guess mm-hmm. so if if i had to play wow and i could not fast travel at all i do not think i would play wow like that is just the worst idea in the entire world because you'd
4: have to literally go everywhere
6: yeah,
5: I think just, yeah. the
4: argument, though, is it should exactly be fun enough said. to travel through it yeah. that you don't need the fast travel.
5: Like, did you know that the PS4 Spider-Man game has a fast travel system? Wait, it does? Mm-hmm. You oh, can yeah. get on the subway and fast travel.
2: You Literally, nobody subway. uses it. <laughs> yeah,
3: nobody uses it,
5: because it's freaking fun to swing through the city. Yeah, right? why
3: would you want a fast travel system in that game? Uh-huh. Weird. Bizarre.
5: Uh, okay, so fast travel.
3: Number two, well, sorry, dot two. Fetch quests, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fetch quests for yeah. the sure.
2: worst. is the last one in the escort missions? it better.
3: Bold be. <laughs> <laughs> shot right now. It's, it's actually bad, not.
2: It's not. It's oh, not. No. What escort quests are by far worse than fetch? Yeah, I, I
3: actually yeah, for, agree oh, with that. Yeah. Sure. yeah, escorting. Actually, number three on this list, dot three, is quick time events.
2: Yeah.
0: All right.
3: I mean, I'm not big fans. I feel like
5: sometimes
4: they have their use.
2: They're they're kind of a neutral. They're kind of whatever. <laughs> kind of
5: whatever. <laughs> I. Yeah. I love and hate Quick Time Events, because like one, it's like it allows a scripted sequence that is super, super cool that would otherwise just be a cutscene, mm-hmm. and you feel like you have some sort of input into what's going on. But also, if you fail a QTE and it restarts, it's just like the worst, like so immersion breaking. Yes, yeah, super immersion breaking. Like
4: you need to build the cutscene such that if you fail things, you still get through the cutscene. It's just yeah. bad stuff happens like your character dies mm. maybe not that one because that means you don't get
2: through it. no you have to play the rest of the game as like steve the guy who was just <laughs> off camera oh i like just the, the like guy who was holding the like, camera yeah exactly it's the well, game goes from now. third person
4: to first person. Steve and he's just like instantly crying because his friend died right in front of his eyes <laughs> exactly you, know, you gotta play this guy now
5: yeah like um those games that we played on stream the uh the Band of yeah, yeah that know. those things when you do bad, like bad stuff could happen, but it's not going to like go back and let you redo stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hmm. hmm.
3: So the sense I'm getting from this list is that, the, that they're just kind of
5: arbitrary. Like, oh, know, very, very sure. Arbitrary. Some of them could fit. Some of them maybe not implemented. I, well, I think they're good. Implemented poorly. Yeah. They're bad. Okay. Kind of uh, like fast travel.
3: Let's uh, move on to what you've been playing lately. And Owen, we're going to start with you this week. Yeah. All right. So uh, because
6: of, you know, all of those negative things in games that you just said, uh, I played one game that just had so many of them and fun. Oh, it was the worst. Uh, So I picked up uh, the Magic Legends beta because they were like, hey, it's the magic universe, but more like this action RPG thing. And you don't have to really deal with playing cards and i was like okay we'll see how this goes um i have never played such a poorly done game in my entire life like i i will just straight up and say that this is just bad this is a cash grab and it's all uh first of all um to to go to your list uh every about 30 40 feet there is a teleporter So you can teleport around to fast travel all over the place. Uh, And you want to do that because somehow they took the most interesting worlds of magic and made them so goddamn boringly dull to walk through. Uh, I don't know how they did it, but it did not look good. It did not look cool. I did not want to walk through it. I wanted to use the fast travel because it just took forever to, like, get from point A to point B, and none of it was entertaining in the the meantime. Uh, occasionally, things would spawn at you. They wouldn't fight you. They would just spawn, and slow walking past them was good enough that they wouldn't, <laughs> like, you would, didn't have to enter combat. <laughs> so that was just, like, it was just really random. Um also most of the damn game was fetch quests so you just kind of like oh go over there and talk to this person oh cool you talked to me now go back to the person that gave you this quest okay cool now go over there and pick up this item and now take it back to the person that gave you th-. like that's all it was that's all it was like the the core gameplay of the game i think is fun because you have basically all of the different cards in magic for your color or deck or whatever, um, are different moves, and mm-hmm. so it would randomly shuffle those through. So you didn't really know like what move was going to be on your A button or your Y button, B button, or anything like that. Like it would randomly shuffle because every time you used one, you get a different one. And as long isn't as you get mana,
3: isn't that a bit jarring when like all of your hotkeys are changing though on the fly? Oh.
6: I mean I was yeah. using a controller. I will I will say oh, I was using a controller. Yeah, I was using a controller for this. Uh so it was kind of nice because I like think I said it
5: still has like the same issue. So so I played a little bit of it. Um You did. Yeah, not not as much as you did, but the the card thing was really jarring to me I think because I'm used to playing ARPGs like Diablo like whatever. And you kind of like learn your character and you're hitting hotkeys and you want to know what those hotkeys are going to do. And then you get into this game and it's like you have a couple of hotkeys that are always the same, but your all your card hotkeys, the yeah. abilities shift around on them constantly. So you have to like stare at your UI to figure out like what thing is going to do what. And on top of that, it's not just like a press all of your hotkeys game. It's like there are specific combos that can come up between things. Like you want to mm-hmm. you want to use your your stun before you use this other attack because the attack does like 50% more damage if you're attacking things that are stunned and, and like stuff like that, like interactions like that. So you want to know what you're hitting precisely, but it mixes them around constantly. Yeah. So it's, it's a little jarring to me.
6: I, I think that it was very jarring. Like it was cool to use the magic spells and see them yeah. like actively go out. And, you know, I was playing uh the uh um, necromancer class. So I just had like, tons of minions fighting for me which is really fun because at one point i was just like wow i've spawned so many zombies and skeletons and things like this is kind of cool but i thought just the rest of it was so boring and there's so many like micro transaction things later on in the game to like level up your cards to do more damage and stuff like it's just it, it seems like the most cash grab of a mobile game that you could make but then not put it on a phone
4: microtransactions uh, need to be on the list of worst game mechanics yeah yeah there so you
3: go. It was, oh, valid point
6: it was just it was just really upsetting because like you know they were hyping it up and it looked kind of cool like you know they were like oh yeah we're gonna do story of magic and i was like cool magic has a lot of cool lore maybe this will be neat and it wasn't and the voice acting's really bad, and the story's really weak. And I was just like, "Oh, this is a cash grab. This is the most cash grabbiest of cash grabs that I've ever seen." Um, so, do not recommend. Zero out of ten. Also, I don't know. Was did it play well for you, Alex? Like, were the graphics and things smooth? Um, did it seem polished for a beta? It,
5: <laughs> it was smooth enough. Um, I would say. I mean, like you said, it was. It was kind of an uninteresting place to walk through um the spells had effects that were fine but kind of also like i didn't feel like impact a lot of times i guess
6: well i w- i, I like wasn't I, going for that but that's true yeah no i didn't feel that as well i was going for more of the fact that like this just game like performance seems- I, I, yeah, I was or... going to say, like, this game feels like it's in alpha. Like, this does yeah. not feel a beta of a game that's coming out in a couple of months. This feels like someone literally just, like, slaps some stuff together before running out to packs And they're like, yeah. this is kind of like our alpha build right now. I mean, we got other stuff coming.
5: To be fair, my computer's kind of overkill, so I probably don't see as much of an issue as other people what? would. I mean, <laughs> so... it, was,
6: it was still, like, I had it on it auto said that I had high graphics and I was like okay cool and Mm. like for the first hour for whatever reason it just did not want to load quickly like I I hit loading screens basically and I was like this is weird because like and I was messing around with my graphics and things and it was like no your graphics are fine like everything you know you shouldn't be having any like loading issues and I was like well this is weird and then I went back and with a different class, like I, I changed uh, uh, classes and I, I did that intro start again and I didn't have any issues with it. For some reason, it was just that first two hours of playing it, just they wanted to be like, nah, you don't get to have a smoothly run game. This is not optimized at all. And I was hmm. like, this is weird. Why? Why just the first time through this area, yeah. is it just bad? But then I... after that, it's good. <laughs>
5: That's really strange, yeah i I didn't really have those issues, but also it didn't seem like a game that would be that hard to run, just from what I was seeing, yeah. so like, for it's you not, to be saying that it, i
6: was i was I'm way over all of the recommended things yeah. for it, like it ran smoothly. Like I said, once I, uh, when I redid that area or after that area, when I, on my main character, but for some reason, just like the first two hours of me playing, it was just so choppy. And I was like, this is bad. Like this, this game is in alpha. This is, I, not wonder, I
5: mean, were you starting like right when they released it?
6: Uh, I was about an hour after they released it. Like I so gave it some time.
5: Yeah. I was wondering if it, if it would have been like server issues. Like everybody,
6: I don't know, maybe, um, being on there. So that was, that was game one. Uh, I will say the nice thing about it is that it reignited my uh, idea of, hey, I like playing regular Magic, so I re-downloaded Arena, uh, and uh, as of today, it's on your phone! So that oh, was that's noise. Cool. Yeah, that's... Magic Arena is on your phone now, so I can definitely not do anything at work. <laughs> uh, some other new games that I tried, I tried out a game called Rogue Glitch. I'm gonna be honest, I played about an hour of it, I remember none of it, it was not enjoyable, <laughs> I uninstalled it. Uh... <laughs> Like, that was, it was a platformer, I think. I, <laughs> I just wouldn't recommend it. was very forgettable. Uh, and then the last one I played was a game called The Tenants, uh, which was an uh, interesting game where you are a, like, landlord, and you basically have to fix up and, like, rent out uh, apartments uh, inside of, like, this town. And I thought it was kind of neat. Uh, It has, like, the the main gameplay loop of it is uh, basically, like, the build mode for Sims. So if you like the, you know, decorating a house, because basically what you do is you just be like, hey, uh, you know, your tenant wants the bathroom to be like this. And so then you, like, look at all of their requirements, and then you build that bathroom to their specifications. And if they like it, they give you money, and then you go to the next place, and you just kind of continuously do this. And then uh, you can take things that you find in these like areas that you're renovating and you can then uh like repair some of those junk things that you find or uh, you can like repair them and use them in another place or you could just grab them and repair them and uh put them back where you found them because maybe your tenant wants that thing um but yeah i mean basically it's just playing the sims build mode and i thought that was cool i thought it was a neat mechanic i thought it was a neat idea unfortunately uh i There's not a lot of options to the things that you can build. There's like three different mirrors, two different plans, like two different couches. And it's also very blocky. And so it kind of felt like after I played it for two hours of just like, okay, I've built what is here and I now don't have any other options to kind of like theme the decorations or anything that I'm putting into these places. And that's where I was like, well, I might as well just go play Sims because then I can have all of that content and i can you know like make these rooms look the way that i want and to have the the different kind of style and decor that I'm, I'm looking for so i think it's kind of a thing of like if you like sims and building stuff this could be a fun distraction for you but uh you know you are going to be limited on the things that you can put into this building and that's where kind of it's better to just play sims 4 and just build whatever you mm.
3: <laughs> cool uh caleb what have you been playing lately
4: uh, I must have been playing Neo Two lately. Uh, game, game's pretty good. Something I didn't realize when I first dipped my toe into it is that blocking's very important in that game.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It used to I,
4: I started out trying to dodge a whole bunch. Nah. It's impossible. Love yeah, that. blocking very useful. Is also, blocking... Tonfa's op. Not
5: even parrying, like specifically blocking.
4: So there's there's a parry mechanic, but it's only specific attacks that can be parried. Otherwise, mm. yeah, it's just kind of holding block. So, do you still take chip damage or? No, you take stamina damage. Okay. Key her. damage? Excuse me. Key, you? Damage. key yeah. damage. Okay, so you're a human, but you have key. The rest of the human enemies don't have key, they have stamina. Because uh-huh. i kind of the yokai that have key.
5: <laughs> so, you're a secret demon.
4: Well, you well, are also. you you're like turn an into a
0: demon. D- yeah.
5: yeah. Oh, okay. See?
4: So, it's not that crazy. It's like your special really. power. But As when a you're a demon, and... you got key. I feel like when you're a human, you should have stamina, not key. But whatever, you still have key. But uh, the game's combat is super fun. Besides the, the blocking occasionally, which you don't have to do maybe all that much, it's all about putting out combos and then recovering your key real fast and then launching into another combo. Uh, it's pretty fast-paced. Got some ebb and flow to it, though. It's really enjoyable. Level design's pretty good so far. Only a few missions in, though. Only
2: a few missions in. Okay, I was about to ask how far in you were.
4: I think I've done two side missions, and I'm on the third main mission, I think. Yeah.
5: It's, uh, I Aaron think it's... and I went to Caleb's house and watched him <laughs> die once, so... they did. Okay. That was, that so
3: was neat.
4: very did bad. Did you have that well, exact that scenario happen again? I'd ever fought that mimic. Okay. I'd ever fought a mimic. And then I fought he was I just know, like, when they showed up, and I was, was like, like, I don't yeah, know look, what's happening.
5: He was like, look at this cool game. Let me show you some things. And then, like, he... <laughs> had a hey, copy of himself wreck
4: And then, yeah, a copy of me destroyed me very fast.
1: <laughs> we like, cool yeah, like, are like, cool game
3: yeah. He was like, give me
5: a
1: second. Let me finish
3: this up. I'm uh, just going to kill you two guys. Go to the save point and I'll be right over. Instantly dies. Hey, I didn't know there was going to be a mimic, okay?
5: Good, okay. yeah. not was playing online. Fighting. There was no message he was fighting her. He was just like, This has never happened.
4: Yeah, this never happened. <laughs> I promise. This never happened. I'm not this bad at fighting. I promise. He's like, She's no, too it's strong. just her, she's too good. She's me, but she's AI, <laughs> so she's better. <laughs> but yeah, that game's a lot of fun. Uh, I also played a demo for a game called In Sound Mind, which uh, is a first person psychological horror game. My demo is pretty Man. generous, like two hours pretty up. good yeah. Oh, yeah and it was pretty enjoyable it's got some some neat puzzles in it there's a a little bit of combat it's not very mm, the combat itself is what is very whatever but uh the puzzles are really good the story's pretty interesting you're like delving into the minds of your patients because you're a psychologist um and you're trying to figure out the first one you're trying to figure out how she died by delving into her mind Unclear how that works exactly. Not far enough in to get that part of the story.
7: Mm-hmm.
4: But it seems, seems pretty interesting. I've been, I was enjoying it. I'll probably pick it up. Uh, played some of this game called Everhood. Have you guys heard of this yet? Nope. It seems to be popular right now. Um, it just came out. It's a little top-down pixel art adventure game. And when you go to fight somebody, it changes into almost a guitar hero looking mm. stage. I do know this game. Yeah, yeah. But instead of hitting the notes, you're supposed to dodge all the notes. Oh. So it's playing these sick beats and you just got to bounce back and forth or jump over notes. And it's, it's pretty good so far. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty hard if you're playing on harder, harder, which it suggests playing on hard because that's the difficulty it was built on. What? What?
2: Why would hard <laughs> be the difficulty it was built on? Why yes. wouldn't it be? Why not make that normal? Well,
4: because they need they needed more levels below it. So they put it at hard, then they have like three levels below hard. You know,
2: I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> it feels like if it's like, hey, this is the intended difficulty, that should probably be normal. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just me.
4: Uh, you, you're probably right. But so far, the story is just uh, a, a little blue gnome steals your arm because you're a puppet mm-hmm. and you were asleep or dead. Unclear relatable. He steals your arm and you got to track him down and get it back. The uh, last game I've been playing is Going Under. It's a little hack and slash roguelike.
0: It's whatever.
2: Fine. Yeah, I didn't really like it either. Actually, I played it a while ago, but I didn't care for it so much. I don't think I ever even talked about it here.
4: Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm not. I beat the first
4: dungeon in two tries, so it's not terribly hard. And it's very meme culture y. Yeah, uh, I'm not big in the games being based around that. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, thanks. Yeah,
2: it it certainly thinks it's very funny. Yeah, it does. It does. And sometimes it is. Sometimes it's funny.
3: Usually it, not trying a little too hard. Yeah. 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 Uh, Alex, how about you? What have you been playing lately?
5: Sure. Yeah. Um. Not a ton. A lot of Warzone still. Yeah. Oh, that's what the zone is. Got it.
0: Does
4: it Zones.
5: Yeah, that's been a lot <laughs> of fun still. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, a bi- not a huge BR person, but it's it's kind of hooked me right now.
4: Is it and, the actual BR stuff, or is it like the zombies stuff? Or the, oh, that's the other
5: game. It's Cold War, isn't it?
3: I mean, there are zombies in Warzone right now, because it's oh. like a in-game event, kind of, that we, you can start
5: and kill zombies. Yeah, but we don't do that. it's actually the BR okay. stuff I'm playing. But I, okay. I think it. we talked about it before, but I think it's literally like loadouts make that game good. <laughs> Despite it being also the, flaw, the, like, the fatal flaw of it, because it like, kind of imbalances it a little bit. Right. But it just makes the experience so much more consistent. Like, we can land and get enough money to buy a loadout within just a handful of minutes. And then we play, like, the entire round with, like, good guns. And I th- I'm the- almost at the point where, like, looting in, in Battle Royales is bad. Like, it hmm. makes it more random and uneven. I don't know. The, I think the, the pure consistency of the loadouts makes it actually good for me, I think.
4: So should they just allow loadouts, all of the items from most of the loadouts, to just be allowed when you, yeah. join, when you yeah. first start it, and
5: it fixes that? In my opinion.
3: I don't know. I, I like the loadout. The problem I have with loadouts right now is, in, in like any game, things change. You know, Whatever the meta is changes what things you use. And right now, everybody's using this one specific gun, an AUG. Because mm-hmm. you can basically just burst people down from a distance. It outperforms snipers. It does so much damage. You don't even really have mm-hmm. to aim very well. So anybody who gets their AUG to max level is just automatically beating people.
5: Yeah. And so, I think that's, that's the sounds... problem. I don't think there sh- you should have to level weapons. Oh, so you want the loadouts.
3: Stuff. You just want all the loadouts unlocked. Yeah. But, all, loadouts or unlocked. all the loadout options unlocked. And then people can Flat just customize field. from there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. But and then... then it's not
4: really a battle royale anymore it's just a free a team free-for-all death match
5: i think it still has enough uniqueness that it's it's a valid mode uh, you know like, what? like
3: if, if they it, had it, it all unlocked but you still had to land get weapons and get, get cash money. and buy yeah. it mm-hmm. i think that would be a cool concept i mean maybe they should do that just be like have a, a free weekend where it's just like all right all the lots are unlocked feel free to equip anything you can jump in a game. You still have to buy a loadout, but you can play with any gun you want with any attachment you want. That way, people who don't have access to those can at least try it out.
5: Because like but people that have limited time to play games don't have time to go for hours grinding a weapon out.
3: Right. And there are some things that give a clear tactical advantage in that yeah. game.
5: But then there's no
3: benefit to the,
4: to the like good loot areas. Nobody's right. going to be fighting over those anymore.
5: The good loot areas serve as, as money drops to get your loadout.
4: But... Do you even? You guys don't even go to good loot areas. We go to. to There's like
5: a. There's like a couple areas where you can get guaranteed like a lot of cash, Hmm. and we drop there every time. Fight the handful of teams that drop there. Also. Oh okay. Get get the money, like win those fights, get the money, then get your loadout, and then you're like set for the rest of the match. Okay. Okay. So it's exciting in the beginning, and then you have good stuff to carry you through the mid game, and then the end is usually exciting too.
3: I really like the idea of having fully unlocked loadouts, but I still think, I don't think you could start the game with it. I think that would ruin it. I think you still need to have random gun pickup. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got, yeah, absolutely. You right. You gotta Not have something. Match with it. Yeah, you yeah. gotta have something that, that lets you just, by, by randomness, find something that you can overtake your opponents and then actually get a loadout. And then from there, sure. I, I mean, it'd be kind of cool if everybody just had fully unlocked
5: loadouts, do whatever they want. Sure. Yeah, so maybe don't eliminate looting entirely. I don't know. <laughs> that's just that was just a crazy idea for me but i i do like the idea of focusing much more around the tactics of playing a large map that has a you know decreasing circle of area that you can play in and you have to like figure out positioning and how you're going to attack a, a position it's like almost like uh like how Frank got excited about arma stuff like because of all the 30 you minutes know, in and out military tactics <laughs> stuff except for it's accessible and easy and you know you can
3: it's fast-paced you come yeah. back like it's not like one death and you wait 30 minutes like you would when you're playing PUBG. I mean, there's a lot of benefits to how brs are now especially the ones that are implemented that respawns, mm-hmm. buybacks things like that
5: yeah so i i didn't spend a, uh, intend to spend that much time talking about warzone again but <laughs> here we are um, are. I've also been playing wasteland three, a bunch with Frank and that game is just great. Um, would so that game launched broken on mm-hmm. steam and I'm kind of sad about that. Cause I bet it would have been somewhere in game of the year stuff if it was, if it launched in a good state, you know, um, but it's, it's really fun. Like the, the connections that can be made between different story points in that game and just like the combat's really good and like the writing is is top notch constantly there's a bunch of weird stuff in it like you have to pick a background for your character when you start and i picked goat killer so the my background story is like a goat murdered my parents or something and it was like some demon goat or something like that and so i'm like really mad at goats and nobody believes me that it was the thing that happened and so i'm just like going around trying to murder all the goats to summon this demon goat so that i can finally like get my revenge or whatever i don't know i think stuff like that's kind of cool and i did actually find one goat in the game already and i was like well i gotta kill this goat
3: good old joker (laughs) it's in my backstory
5: and so i killed the i killed the goat and then everybody around me was very angry can we just briefly explain how
3: weird that goat was by the way yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's like this like i don't know like mini vegas and inside of mini Vegas, there's like essentially a, a brothel and you can just go pick and choose who you're going to what room you're going to walk into. And in the very like, they're all named. Um, it's all based on hearts. Queen so like hearts a king, and... queen of hearts, king of hearts, jack of back corner, joker, and it's a goat and there's a bed.
2: Oh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty yikes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, right, right. we're going
4: out. It's not the jack of hearts. It's the jack off hearts. Oh, oh, that's right. Ah. The
3: jack off hearts. I forgot that. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm, sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Good call, good call, good call.
5: But there's <laughs> there's a bunch of really good writing in there, and like weird, quirky stuff that happens in the story, and the combat yep. is is like XCOM combat on top of that. Mm-hmm. So
4: yeah, there's a lot of re- it's really funny. Yeah, just out of nowhere, you're not even prepared for it, and then suddenly it's just
3: like bam. I do think it is very much, at least what we have played so far, uh, initiative positioned based combat game. Yeah. Like yeah. unless you're set up to take on combat, you are going to lose. Like, everything just needs to switch to uh,
4: Divinity's style of initiative. Yeah. Yes. Just you enemy, you enemy, you enemy. Perfect. I love that. Not all of the enemies and then all of your team. It is
5: all of your team and then all of the enemies or vice versa. So, basically, whoever gets the first round can take out a couple people.
3: Yeah, I just don't like that. I mean, uh, whatchamacallit, that other game I played was Mutineer Zero. It was exactly like that. I would just, like, position my character on the map, and then once we got in combat, I would take out like two or three guys and then all of a sudden the battlefield is like clearly weighted in one side. Mm -hmm. side.
5: I still like it just because it's like there's tactics before a fight. Like there's a lot of times that me and Frank stop and stare at a thing to try to figure out what the best way to engage it would be and the best way to get like first initiative. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it
4: doesn't give you the option though. You just get second initiative.
5: Yep. We haven't really run across that.
4: You didn't go to the yeah. You had to go to the garage, right? You went to the, the garage in Denver, Denver, Colorado Springs.
3: I don't think they've done that quest with Little Vegas. They've done do Little Vegas? Vegas,
5: yeah, quest? yeah. yeah
3: you, have to, you have to go talk to the mechanic They're just talking in the, garage, about the goat, right? And they just yeah.
4: ambush you the instant you walk in, and there's nothing you can do about it. I don't remember that. Did you not well, talk maybe.
3: to the guy from Scotland who was trying out all the different accents? Yeah. Oh, did God. you talk to the
5: guy uh, from we Scotland? To him, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's in there. Yeah, we talked to him.
3: I mean, he's not really from Scotland. He just, like, he tried out a whole bunch of accents and then decided that Scottish was what he was going with. And you can Mm -hmm. barely understand the man. Maybe we did get
5: ambushed there, but I don't don't know. It must not have been, like, a terrible situation because I don't really remember it.
4: (laughs) I mean, it wasn't particularly bad, but it it can force you into not having first. Uh,
5: My sniper is so freaking min maxed that it's like I just annihilate people. But if anybody gets near him, he's like paper. So if, if he dies or goes down, oh, that's the other mechanic that I really like in this game, divinity, if somebody dies, it's freaking awful. Right. Mm -hmm. In this game, you can kind of like res people for free in the middle of combat. And like, it hurts your AP and you're at low health, but still you have like options around it.
3: And you have a couple rounds to do it it's not like you have to get there in one round sort of thing i think it's like Like they have have like a
5: a round timer that starts counting down when they go down That you have to get to them
4: yeah very XCOM like but you don't need any med kits oh no you do need an item don't you
5: you need you have to i don't i don't think you need four res correct specifically just get them up you're gonna stand somebody up but you do need items for like the injury system is really cool like if you go down you get a permanent injury and so you need uh some somebody that has medic skills or a doctor to use a uh injury repair kit on you. And the the injuries are like stuff like you have 10% worse aim or like, you know, stuff like like that like nothing too hugely detrimental but like bad you enough that it. you don't you yeah, you feel it. So, it's cool stuff, man. I like that game a lot. Uh, And then lastly, I played this game called OMFG, which they spell out means 1 million fatal
0: guns.
4: (laughs) Are you sure that's that's not just the subtitle? And OMFG means what you think it does, but the subtitle is (laughs) 1 million
5: fatal guns. Oh Yeah, maybe. Could be that way. Uh, This is a free game on Steam that I just tried just because it looked neat. It's a roguelike shooter. Uh, They have like crazy gun generation stuff so it's got you know whatever huge number they cite of guns that are in it like similar to how Borderlands says they have bazillion guns or whatever
0: mm-hmm.
5: um and then it has like movement mechanics a little bit like Titanfall like you got wall run you got a slide etc so you can like slide and jump around and wall run and stuff it's 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 pretty fun um i think it was made by a student cuz it's a digi uh, oh. thing. Hmm. So that's kind of neat. Uh, I, I would say it's fun. It's cool to check out for a while, but it does get old. Like, there's not much art to it. The guns, despite being randomly generated, do start to feel samey. Uh, the enemies aren't very interesting, but the movement's a lot of fun, and the sh- the shooting's pretty good. So, hmm. cool. Pretty neat little project.
3: Um, i'll go next uh one thing we played a lot of this last weekend was gloomhaven mm-hmm. um in order to escape the house alex and i went over to caleb's house and we played 14 hours of gloomhaven straight uh it was a lot this is a good time 14 yeah retired tell you right characters. it was worth it three characters I'm just, we retired three characters retired three characters i am just going to call it gloomhaven is the goat it is the best <laughs> board game ever made hands down like there are so many well-designed mechanics in that game. I can get super frustrated playing the game, but it's just still so well-designed that I, I can't be mad for long because it's so... Can you come
1: up with a list for the well-designed mechanics? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <next> yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, you next know what? Fortnite. Next Fortnite, I will have a list of the best mechanics of Gloomhaven. You got it. <laughs> um, we have played 62 sessions of Gloomhaven so far. Oh, you kept checked. track? Nice. Hold on, yeah. what? Because I have an app that keeps track of our oh, party's progress. Makes That makes more sense.
1: Attempted.
3: Yeah, um, so that's how many total... We, I mean, we've, only, we, we've, had, we've, done, we've played 50, 51 unique scenarios. We played 62 total, so we've replayed 11 scenarios. Um, we've replayed that many, wow. Yeah, well, we played a lot because we had, you know, like, progressing characters through casual mode sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, man... That game is so good. My, yeah. my favorite part about the game, and I don't know if the guy, Isaac, when he designed it, he was thinking this way. But when you're playing as a group, basically what happens is everybody says, all right, you ready? And then you lay down your initiative cards and then you go in you know a certain order. But when your party first starts, like the characters you're playing as, you don't really understand who they are or what they do. Because it's like it's cooperative, but it's also like you're kind of playing on your own. Uh, and so you're kind of confused about who would go when how they would act and maybe so some of your abilities are kind of wasted because somebody's moving away from you or somebody's attacking the enemy you were going to attack but as that party plays through you know mission after mission after mission eventually you get to the point where you're like oh i know he's going to act on an initiative of 17 just because i know what this character does in game so i'm going to change my mechanics my moves for this round to accommodate for that and it's it's weird because it doesn't feel like it should function that way, but it, it, it like, feels so natural that you start to understand how the players are beginning to play their characters and how the characters interact within that specific campaign or that group. Mm-hmm. Super good game. If you see that it's on sale and you're like, maybe I should buy this. Yes, buy it. It's, great. it's greatest. It's the best. It's amazing.
2: The secret to it is, though, you have to buy it, but then not play it for yes! like, well, like five to ten years. something. Hey, in there, <laughs> <laughs> or? Mine, mine's been
4: <laughs> officially opened now.
2: It has. We had Alex, Alex was again. missing
4: a model so we had to
3: pull the model out of mine ah. yeah.
5: I just stole his model <laughs> it took us 62 <laughs> sessions to find
3: out that Alex was missing a model
5: yeah because yeah. you, you don't un- like there's a bunch of characters that are just locked and you're not allowed to look at their stuff until you unlock them so we just retired a couple characters that unlocked some new ones and then we went to go open the box and I was like oh the model's not in here
4: yeah, I picked up the box and I was like, man, this character is going to be really small. He's light. Really light. Really <laughs> light. I was like, well, you know what? Maybe there's not anything in there. Let me open it up. And nope.
3: <laughs> um, I have also been playing some uh, Doom Eternal, uh, The Ancient Gods Part 2. Uh, s- does anybody care if I spoil this? Is anybody actually going to play this?
5: Yeah, probably. I'll probably play it, right. but I don't. No, I don't you're know worried about, about spoiling like the
2: story of Doom? <laughs> yeah, I
3: actually love the story of Doom. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> so is that a no? Nobody cares. Are we good? Yeah you okay. for it um this is the end of doom like it's over like you're, mm, you're ending things dies, huh? no doom guy does not die um but basically the story of the game ancient gods part 1 happens and you kind of discover that you are basically cloned from the guy who runs hell you look exactly the same as him so, except his eyes glow red uh oh, and then the very bad. yeah and then in this Ancient Gods Part 2, basically the whole thing is you have to defeat him in ritual combat. And when you do, all of the demons outside of hell are, de- are just deleted. Like they dissolve into nothing. Wow, you don't even get like to command them? They just no. disappear? No, because he, he is the one who summoned them. So they're all they, his summons. They pulled the is,
5: old end of the scenario Gloomhaven <laughs> trick.
3: <laughs> um, but yeah, he summoned them all, which is kind of cool because that tells you like why things are getting summoned into areas in Doom. I've always sure, wondered, sure. like, why that happens, and they don't just like appear from behind walls, but they're getting summoned. Anyway, um, so do, Ancient Gods Part One came out, and it it, it like it went down as like the hardest, like one of the hardest things people have played ever. The nightmare version of that game, people say it's harder than Dark Souls. People were annoyed with it because they couldn't literally beat it; it was so hard. Um, there's one Slayer Gate in that that I told you guys I played like eight hours, and I didn't beat the Slayer Gate. They've since lowered the difficulty because very few people actually were able to beat the Slayer Gate. Uh, I went on to read some reviews and watch some stories like people playing the game, and it's just like they tailored the Ancient Gods Part 1 to like the 1% of people that play Doom on Ultra Nightmare, which is you have one life, and if you die, you restart the entire campaign. Mm. Um, Just people who want to be punished. Ancient (laughs) Gods Part 2 is easier than the base campaign from Doom Eternal. Mm. Like, Literal opposite end of the spectrum. I walked through that game on nightmare. It was not difficult. Um, they also give you this thing. It's a it's a crucible hammer. So if you remember, you got rid of the sword, which is like an insta kill on any enemy. The hammer basically you slam the ground, and they have this new animation that stuns enemies, and it plays this really weird like arcadey sound, and it shows like stars above their head. They're like dizzy. But what it does in effect is it helps you deal with the one enemy that is really stupid in the game, which is the freaking, I can't think of what it's called, but it's like the guy with the shield and the sword and the glowing green eyes. Oh my God, the worst mm-hmm. enemy in the whole game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Berserker, yeah, yeah. I think is its name. Well, They're here's right. the deal. If you, if you shoot him one time when his eyes are green, you can slam the crucible and he's basically stunned for like long enough to be able to just kill him wow. if you swap mm-hmm. weapons fast enough. Mm-hmm. So it makes that character not even difficult to deal with. In fact, he like becomes, it's like whatever. The only time it becomes hard, you have to face two of them at the same time. Um, there's like one summoner that ever occurs in ancient gods part two, where in the first one there was like that slayer gate had three summoners at the same time that you had to deal with basically impossible. Um, so they made it way easier. They didn't introduce four new enemies two of which are kind of cool. They just kind of switch up the way you're swapping between guns. So you're not the person who's just swapping between the super shotgun and the, uh, the beam weapon all the time. Uh, you Who actually uses have to... the beam weapon all the time. Not sorry, not the beam weapon. The, the ballista thing. The, the ballista. Thank you. Oh, okay. Super shotgun to ballista is like the common swap for Doom players. Like, the, yeah, yeah. like that's just I the back and forth that. for damage output. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are a couple enemies that caught. They, like, they have like um, uh, points where you have to destroy their armor, and then you can kill them. And so there's like some swapping in and out of weapons, which are fun. There is, however, one enemy that makes the, the expansion really stupid. He's like a cursed imp, and if he touches you, he prevents you from dashing prevents you from dealing damage to him with weapons, and you cannot lock on with anything that has a lock-on capability, like a rocket launcher. That's a lot. Yeah. The only way to get rid of it is you have to first of all, he teleports. So he's like teleporting all around the map. You just have to run after him, because you can't dash, and when you catch up to him, you gotta blood punch him to get rid of the, the curse. It's just a really stupid mechanic. I don't like it. Seems pretty dumb. Yeah. Um, other than that, maybe some of the coolest visuals in a video game I have played in quite some time when you actually go to Emora, the last city of Hell, where you have to play uh, or, or fight in ritual combat, literally, it looks like that scene from um, uh, Avengers uh, Endgame when the, all the portals open up and everybody comes out. Mm. Dude, it's nuts! There's it's like
5: freaking good scene.
3: Guys, all around. There's this huge freaking robot with giant lasers who's fighting another giant beast. that looks like the Icon of Sin. It's a really cool scene, and the story is actually really neat, but. You still it's didn't just, get
5: inside of a giant mech and fight a giant no, monster, though.
3: No, it made me sad that I didn't mm-hmm. do that. But he honestly doesn't need it. Also, the boss you fight is in a mech suit, and you're fighting him as a man
2: because
3: mm-hmm. you don't need it because you're Doomguy.
5: Mm-hmm. So what do they but do next for the Doom it. series?
3: Um, so here's the thing. Uh, everything that the Doom Guy summoned disappears, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you are a component of him, and because he is dead, you're essentially dying. So they put you... Back in the sarcophagus that they opened at the beginning of Doom 2016 to maybe be awakened in the future should you ever be needed again. Mm. So and like the ending scene dead. is literally the inverse of the starting scene of Doom 2016 where that coffin pulls off and it's got Weird. the symbol inside. Nice. I'd, I'd kind expect of cool that to be to the
5: it. end of a third game, like typical trilogy style. Yeah, I don't
3: yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is it. I mean, like, clearly you've deleted everything. There's not anybody, any other demons to fight. So his... You know, his banner that he's been carrying this whole time is essentially over. He's good.
5: I'm going to do another reboot in yeah. like three years.
3: <laughs> Doom 2026. Uh, Chad, let's move on to you. What have you been playing?
1: Oh, you know, some games. <laughs> uh, so I finished on stream Visage. Not in, Okay, let me rephrase that. That is not what I did. I finished a chapter on, mm. of Visage on stream. Oh. Uh, I didn't realize how actually far I was into that chapter but um really didn't have to do much so wasn't a lot that uh that i completed there but there's two more chapters that i have left to play and that game's scary how many have you done uno
0: oh, okay
1: yeah and just i've just Got done it. one but it was just interesting because i went through it and it did it, it, like maybe two three hours maybe a little longer um i'll have to check my play time uh but yeah it's a it's a pretty scary game Got some psychological horror in it, and it's got some jump scares and uh, weird supernatural stuff. Like amnesia Uh,
3: level level scary?
1: Yeah, I mean, and I think I said this on a podcast at one point, maybe it was our game of the year one, Uh, if you're looking for the amnesia feel and you really, really liked amnesia, uh, like, personally me, I've been looking for that in some horror games that I've played. This is the closest that I've ever come to finding that amnesia feel. And, like, that, just the goat of, like, horror games. Hmm. Um, played a tiny bit more Raft. I know there's been, like... I played it back in, like, beta, alpha, whatever it was. Uh, it's come out with a few updates. Um, it's an interesting game. You start off on, wow. like, one wooden plank floating in a sea of just debris, and over time you get to build out uh, your base or whatever on the Raft while it's still going, like, down a stream. Uh, there's no, think- like... There's like islands and stuff, but there's no like actual landmass. There's still all just, those tall, like
3: metal buildings you can climb up into. I,
1: I think that's more towards the campaign side of it. Okay. Because like okay. actually, like, you can build like a satellite or something to go and find, pinpoint a location uh, mm-hmm. with your sail and stuff. Because you can build a sail and paddles and all sorts of stuff and like grow food on your raft. It's cool. It's a pretty cool crafter.
3: So, interesting take on survival crafting because you're not really going
1: anywhere mm-hmm. right um i picked up the game the corridor because uh on one of my streams i kind of popped open the stream and was doing like a just chatting segment but what i was doing is there's a queue section in steam where you can actually click through it and discover new games that way i don't know if any of you have ever tried it oh, uh yeah. but i yeah. i think i've gone through like four thousand games or something like that just looking through stuff so I found the corridor, and I—I really—it's—it's it's only like a dollar or two, and I would just suggest picking it up and trying it. It—it's—it's it's like a beginner's guide, maybe where okay. there's like a narrator, and then there's like puzzle-y things. The puzzles are very easy, but I think it's just the comedy behind the narrator that I enjoyed. And, like a Stanley
4: uh, Parable kind of thing,
1: almost. Yeah, sure, but it's. It's an it's an interesting game, and it's 30 minutes of your time for, like, a dollar or two. Um, hmm. And then I started playing... One of my buddies uh, set up his VR, and so, you know, I had to do so as well. And we started playing VR chat, which is pretty interesting. Um, you uh, It's honestly just chat rooms. Like, you just go into online chat rooms, and there's people that are cringy there's people that are chill i mean it's just it's there's people it's who are what,
3: sniffing other people
1: <laughs> yeah i mean I'll, i can tell that story later I don't need to go <laughs> and I'm just right now you know it's kind of random bring up uh yeah. <laughs> i
4: remember yeah, when it for, first came out it was like the height of the ugandan knuckles stuff
1: oh gosh
5: do you know the way yeah
1: yeah so i've met some people on there i actually played uh, never have i ever at one point because there's like a drinking section of that game uh, and then there's just kind of... Were you drinking?
3: Yeah, yeah, I was. Wait, were you like drinking in real life? Okay. Yeah. Also, uh, like, when you drink in VR, 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 VR is it like it. making your vision, like, more blurry in VR? Uh, no, no, that's already happening in real life. You don't want right. to have to double that effect. I there's, know, but I was just thinking, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be awful. You start getting, like... Ooh, ooh. No, thank I you. I mean,
1: you, you already feel that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And, and Jake who can probably agree with me because when you move in <laughs> VR, it, it already makes you oozy. So, you know, mixing alcohol oh. with that is kind of terrible. What are you talking about? Jake has great VR legs. <laughs> I,
2: look, man, I have not used my VR in a very long time.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's you really cool rooms it. that you go into, there's, there's various different uh, the avatars. I, the, uh,
2: the idea of
5: like socially drinking, but you're actually alone in a room <laughs> is pretty interesting. Yeah, right? I mean, what a, I that what a we world we live G. in. <laughs> yeah? Yeah,
2: yeah. that would true. explain a few of our last sessions. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> what happens <laughs> off?
1: So there's different, of <laughs>
0: there's
1: yeah, different avatars that you can use, um, and there's different worlds that people actually create uh, with avatars that they have actually created. So you go to those different worlds to, uh, if you want to be Goku, for instance, you can find the Konami world you. or something. Um, and like be goku and there's different emotes and stuff you can use and of course there's emotes you could do with your fingers like where you can actually just flick people off because you know you can do that uh or there's an emote wheel that they actually have in the game to where you can do like dances to the music that like is playing around you at the club that you're at or um i don't know just like do a backflip or clap like stuff like that the avatar that i have 25 of is a ferret that is different that has different clothing on so like one of them is like if i squeeze uh the triggers underneath and the triggers um that are like beside my hands or or fingertips uh like very underneath together uh wolverine claws come out and then there's like a ferret with like drippy like neon you know uh beanie and and shirt and then there's a pikachu ferret that has a pikachu hoodie there's a Ferret with the, if you guys remember, the, like the back in the 90s, the cup with the uh, zigzag and it's like purple with like oh, the yeah. speckles of green. Um, there's that ferret and then there's a police ferret. And so that brings me to the story of uh, I went to a world and I f- saw a police ferret and I was like, yo, can I copy your avatar? Because there's a function in it to where you can go into the UI, look at the person, copy the avatar, but people awesome. can turn that off and, mm-hmm. and make it to where you can't copy their avatar to so where they can be unique. Uh, And so he turned it off, he let me copy it, but he had a condition that we had to go to a different world in a group of three that they were, you know, all police ferrets and sniff out drugs. And so (laughs) we were running around up like to people and and yelling out, hey, police, and, you know, we're very small, and Mm -hmm. it actually, like, when you become a bigger-sized avatar, you actually see the size increase on your screen of, like, other avatars are either bigger or smaller in comparison to what you are. So there's these tiny ferrets running towards people, sniffing them, and yelling out that they have drugs and you know they need to be they're under arrest and stuff like that. Uh, one of my friend's favorite places to go to is the e dating lounge because there's actually private bedrooms that you can go into and you can actually lock the door. And he really enjoys trying to get into those rooms just to mess with the people that are in there. Wow. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean it's a it's an interesting. I didn't think I would ever really play VR chat, but yeah, it, it's interesting, and I, everybody really likes it, I guess, and it's it's popularized, and people really get into like the full body VR in in VR chat, and mm. uh, there's a lot of Quest VR. Like, I didn't I didn't think Quest was that popular, but there's so many Quest VR, so you have to turn off like the PC specific avatars where you, they can mm. actually see you and not just see like a weird robot. Placeholder or stuff like that, mm. uh, and then of course Warzone. Been playing a lot of Warzone. Yeah, good game. I Think something that I I didn't get to say on Warzone though. Before we move on, I'm sorry. I I didn't get to say this earlier. I didn't really think about it until now. <laughs> Honestly, the meta of Warzone currently is really good if the og t- is tweaked, and that's mm-hmm. that's about it. Like the og needs to be tweaked, and then all guns are pretty much viable. And I think. The, it, there's two things on the whole idea that we have of unlocking everything. One, I think the devs will honestly never go for that just because money. And then yeah. two, uh, it doesn't really need to happen that way. And I understand the whole time like you don't have a lot of time to unlock stuff. But if the meta is og, you're always going to be able to find an og on the ground if you kill at least one team. That's true. So I, it's, I guess
3: that kind of does solve it. Like being able to pick up other teams' drops, their weapon mm-hmm. loadouts. And you still got to kill somebody with a weapon that's way better than yeah. yours, right? I mean, but
1: you, you should have you most likely will have a teammate in your squad that has no life, <laughs> you know, that so plays Warzone to have OG 24 seconds. Exactly, teams with OG yeah, got just it. get carried <laughs> for a second. Make sure that they, you know, there's also the fact that you could I mean, buy Carson, multiple loadouts Jean in a game, real quick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: You could also b- buy multiple loadouts in a game so you as the teammate who has the farmed out og can drop weapons for your other teammates and so yeah. basically in my opinion all that your kind of loadout is is perks at that point so what are you going to do you're going to have ghost you're going to have restock you, you know which which perks are you going to go for you're going right. to get the weapon you, you need sooner or later that's all
3: uh jake let's move on to you what have you been playing all right,
2: uh, so I've been playing more Hitman, of course. What? Of course. Uh, yeah, I finished all the base Hitman 2 levels, great. Uh, then I picked up the expansion that adds all the Hitman 1 levels in, and they are not as good. No. Uh, I guess maybe that's not surprising, the sequel usually should be better. Yeah. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, was, I was surprised, there's like a noticeable difference. Um, I think for me what it really comes down to is in a lot of the Hitman 1 levels, You can kind of just follow your target for a while, and they'll like walk into a room alone, and that's like, whoops,
0: Mm. shouldn't have
2: done that, guy. And you just (laughs) get them. Whereas uh, Hitman Two tends to be more like they're in like a very public place, and they will remain in a very public place until you like do something to draw them somewhere else. Uh, And I think I think that's just a lot more interesting because like just finding your guy and following him for like a minute and being like, oh, you walked into a closet, shouldn't have done that. I don't think that's nearly as fun. Like, it still has some of those opportunities, but they just they feel a lot less necessary. So that's been kind of disappointing. Uh, I also got some of the Hitman Two DLC. Uh, It's crazy overpriced. Baseline, it's forty dollars for two new maps. Yikes! Yeah, which is crazy. Uh, But I got it for ten dollars, so definitely get that on sale. Uh, The first, I've only done one of the missions, but it's a bank heist assassination, and it's Pretty freaking cool. I really like it. I Wait. was actually playing it right before I got on.
4: Are you stealing from the bank? Or are you just yeah. killing somebody who's currently doing a bank heist? You or there's a bank are... heist
5: alongside what you're doing.
2: Yes. Well, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So you have you have two objectives. Kill the bank manager, steal what's in the bank vault. Oh. Okay. So... so you you do both. You do both. Uh, okay. technically you don't need to steal from the bank vault. There's a secondary like it's steal from the bank vault or steal these three backup drives uh that these npcs have that Mm. one is harder and less interesting so i never do it i did it once just to see and i was like wow this (laughs) sucks i hate this uh and robbing from the bank vault is fun every time so just do that so you're not
5: i think it would have been cool if there was like bank robbers that showed up
2: there so it's kind of it's kind of weird there's like a couple in one of the bathrooms and they have like a bank heist disguise,
0: oh. <laughs>
2: but they don't do anything. They're they just don't like, actually try to. Should heist. we rob this bank? And the guy's like, "No, there's two of us, <laughs> and it's a bank." <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I don't.
4: You one person?
2: I mean, you can do it because you're you know you're an <laughs> ensemble badass. You just like walk up and just like walk to the bank vault, and it's like I'm taking all of this stuff. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? Um, so that's you know I feel like there's some missed opportunities there. But it's still very fun, I have a lot of fun with it. You can actually, one of the ways to get in, you can get hired by the bank, Ooh. which is hilarious. There's like a guy nervous about his interview, so you can like, take him out, disguise yourself as him and go into the interview. And they're like, what do these ink blots mean to you? And he's like, he's basically like, I'm a murderer and I love to do murder. And they're like, great, you're hired. <laughs> it's, it's very fun, very funny, very silly game. Uh, I'm really excited to pick up three.
3: I was just about to ask if you'd played three at all yet.
2: I, I have not. Uh, I they, got into the series weirdly late.
3: They yeah. just announced yesterday that they're doing a DLC called the Seven Deadly Sins.
2: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, each
3: each mission is five bucks. And
2: it's you can so, just. If I'm not mistaken, that it's not like a new level. It's like a new target within an existing level. Oh. Mm-hmm. They've like they've done this before. They're called like elusive targets, that might be something different though. I don't Elusive targets so are like
5: weird the things. timed event ones. Okay, I think.
2: So I don't know. I think you're right. I think I don't know then what these are called. Escalations maybe? I don't know. These are called yeah, greed enumeration escalations. Oh, okay. The yeah. The contract
0: sure. off.
5: <laughs> um
2: okay. I mean maybe that'll be cool. I don't know. Uh, But I, I haven't even played Base Three yet. I'll get it. I'll get it when it goes on sale sometime. Five
5: dollars for a you new know. target in an already established map. <laughs> or you get
2: all seven for thirty. There's
4: some changes to the map to make it so you can do like it. It has accidents and things.
5: Cause I was about to say that's a good Honestly, price. That's basically what uh, no? what Jake paid uh, for two new missions is five dollars each, right? Uh, it's, on sale. It's
2: probably with these. My guess. But, I haven't read on it really. But my guess is that they add a new NPC, put them somewhere, and just. If they're smart, they like walk around, they give them basically pathing where you can use stuff that's already in the level to take them out. Mm. Uh there's also I think they're adding new you get like new suits and there's probably new items. Uh so you know, there's there's decent content in there.
1: Yeah, compare that price to Valorant skins, which were like seventy or eighty dollars.
2: <laughs> that's that true. That's absurd. That's just <laughs> insane. This just
3: says each one of the the content packs includes a, quote, visually distinct contract, sin themed unlockable suit, and at least one sin themed object that can be used both in the new contract and across all missions in the Hitman trilogy.
2: All right. I mean, maybe that'll be cool. I I, I just I like the maps. Like, give me more maps. That's really all I care about.
5: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, in the trilogy.
2: That's what it says. So, so yeah, Have you, they
5: imported everything to the Hitman 3 at this point, then?
2: I think you have to pay for it, but yes. Hmm. I believe so. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so other stuff I've been playing. I played, I don't know if you guys have heard of Helltaker. It's been around for a while, probably a little over a year at this point. Uh, nice. It's a free game on Steam. It's like a little, I'm going to call it like a necro-dancer-y, but instead of being like rhythm-based, it's more of just like a puzzler.
0: Hmm.
2: But it's that same kind of like grid-based thing. Um. It's pretty fun. It's really short. It's like ten levels or something, but it's free. Uh, the only reason I really wanted to talk about it is because the main plot is that you are a guy who decides he wants to assemble a harem of demons, uh, <laughs> and so he just goes to hell and gets a bunch of demon girls. Wow! And it's yeah, no, I thought that was funny. Uh, maybe that's <laughs> a little tasteless, but I think it's funny. Uh,
0: but it's pretty cool. At Check it's pretty good.
2: Yeah, it's. Uh... It's not amazing, but the last level did stump me for a while. So, you know, hmm. it's pretty decent. Hmm. Uh, and then the last thing I played, I started playing XCOM Chimera Squad.
0: Chimera uh, Squad? And it's,
2: it's, it's all right. It's, um, I'm going to describe it as Baby's First XCOM.
0: Yeah. Oh. Uh, they
2: pretty that's much took. Description.
0: Yeah,
2: pretty much, you take XCOM and you remove all the stuff that's hard or frustrating or confusing. So, like base building, get that out of here. Permadeath, don't want it. Uh, weird parts in the map where you have to move without knowing where the enemy is. Nope! Throw it in the garbage. (laughs) Uh, it's basically, you just play as, like, four... You send four people on a mission, you can get up to, like, six or seven, I think?
4: Yeah, somewhere around there.
2: Uh, but you basically... The idea is that every mission starts, you're, like, breaching into a room. And we've talked about this on podcast. I think Uh, so. But, you, you basically, you breach in, and all that really means is you get, like, three or four free kills at the start of every map. <laughs> Which, I don't know, I guess that's cool. I mean, it's uh, opposite
4: it's, of what regular XCOM does, where you yeah. walk forward one step and suddenly the enemy gets two turns in a row and murders your party. I
2: mean, that, that is definitely true. It's definitely better in some ways. Uh, it gets rid of that kind of awkwardness where you're moving around the map without fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can basically just boot it up, go to a mission be like, oh, okay, we're gonna get to the fun part of the game. Uh, but missing stuff like base building, I've been kind of missing, because I think that's kind of the meat. Like, that's, that's kind of what keeps me coming back to XCOM, you know, is that kind of tactical, like, oh, I need to think about building this other thing mm-hmm. uh, while we're going. Yeah, building, uh,
4: researching, all that stuff.
2: The skill trees also. I thought with a smaller, like, character pool, you would have really in-depth skill trees for each of them. But it's pretty no. much just, like, one skill per level. With, like, two levels, you get a choice between two things. Yeah. Uh, so that's... I mean, I, I I haven't played far enough to even see what those choices are, but I, I would have kind of expected a little bit more from that, so that was a little disappointing, but it's still fun. That's,
4: that's basically the same as in regular XCOM, yeah.
2: Uh, I mean, in XCOM too, at least, it's you get um, you get one ability at level 1, but then you always get to pick between two at every level up after that. Oh, do you? Okay.
4: Mm-hmm. I can't yeah. remember. It's been a while.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, right, that's obviously not like a huge amount of build variety, but it's, I mean, it's more than this. Yeah, yeah.
3: I'm glad but, uh, it, to hear that it's like slimmed down to get rid of the fat that was in yeah. XCOM because yeah, the base building stuff was dumb. I
4: didn't like the dumb. base building stuff get out of here.
3: No,
2: but you—I mean, if you think that this is probably a game that you will enjoy, because uh, it's—it's a lot slimmed down, not necessarily in a bad way.
3: Mm-hmm. I think I that's think kind of the way Caleb described it to me the first time he said we were talking about it, and he was basically like, if you just want the mechanics of fighting in XCOM, just, just purely the turn-based tactical combat, Chimera Squad does it really well. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about some other things. Uh, one specifically in news I kind of wanted to bring up because I just thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, Disco Elysium's final cut was recently refused classification in Australia, which means it's banned from being sold there. Really? Whoa. Why? Um, So interesting, like I I went down this rabbit hole reading about Australia's laws and like how it works. And basically there's a classification board and they look at games and they make a determination of what it can be classified as. Or they can do what's called refusing classification, which means it doesn't get any classification because it has some problem. And so they don't allow it to be sold at any stores in Australia. And there's a pretty big list of games that are on this thing. Um, interestingly enough uh, this one specifically was refused because you can take drugs I think there's some like mechanic in the game that allows you to oh yeah that's going to be a
4: lot of games they (laughs) block
3: you'd be surprised though this list is not like super extensive Mm -hmm. but this one specifically was banned and they go to back like the the article was talking about how the law in Australia um, ours have evolved in the United States to be slightly different which is why we don't have as many games that are banned but there The law is based on like an early 1990s law when they had what was called a moral panic, meaning like Mm -hmm. a game comes out with a concept and then there's this panic because they think that idea is going to spread through society and cause some undue or unrest. Mm -hmm. So in the case of video games, especially back in the early 90s when there was a lot of people are like, oh, video games cause this or that or like have a lot of problems, cause a lot of problems with youth. They just set this law up Mm -hmm. and they've never changed it. And every time it's come up in Australia, they're like, oh, yeah, we'll look at it. And it just gets lost. So <laughs> they just are consistently bringing games over there. And then the board will say, sorry, we're going to refuse classification on this game because of X, Y, or Z. And no one can do anything about it. Is the is that- regular games for sale there? It, it appears that the regular one is for sale, but this version is not. Interesting. That Why? That's,
2: yeah, that's crazy because you can take drugs in the base yeah. game. Yeah.
3: yeah, I thought so.
2: Like, constantly, all the time. Because yeah,
6: it seems I like they're punishing the base game that's already out versus the n- newer game, this, and any new mechanics that have been added.
5: This update's like, the biggest thing is that it's fully voiced. Like, that's yeah. the difference. I yeah.
2: thought that was the only thing, to be honest.
3: It's Their reasoning is specifically, it says, Refuse classification for the game's abhorrent de- depiction of sex, drug misuse, or addiction, crime, cruelty, and violence. But the one thing that the guy who on the board was talking about was uh, the use of drugs in the game was the thing that they, like, used to determine that it couldn't mm. be classified in the country.
5: They mm-hmm. cite new cutscenes. I wonder if it's, like, a specific cutscene that they added. It could mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. That's, nice. that's messed up.
3: I just find it really interesting, primarily because the next thing we're about to talk about, GTA five, is not banned in Australia.
7: Really?
6: Yeah. Really? The UK, they, all of the Australian people love GTA V. <laughs> Uh, Very strange. Th- I, I just wanted to do a follow-up on our story from the other week of that um, uh, now that the modder has pointed out how easy it is to have fast load times in GTA 5, they've implemented the mod fully across the board as an update to the game. So everyone now has fast load times and Did that modder freaking got $10,000 from hmm. Rockstar for cool. fixing their game.
0: Wow, wow.
4: That's so cool. That is pretty neat. (laughs) Yeah.
6: Props to him for getting the ten grand, props to Rockstar for actually, you know, updating their old game and not just being like, oh hey, we'll take the work that you've done. Thanks. Like Mm -hmm. I I think across the board this is pretty thumbs up. And now, you know, you can actually get into a game of GTA five within five minutes, which is bizarre and amazing, and we should try it sometime. That's really yeah, incredible. That so many people like,
5: reporting time changes. This guy says it took him seven minutes prior, and now it's a minute fifty-seven. <laughs> this person says five to eight minutes before to thirty-five seconds.
3: If you guys like, haven't, if you haven't read or just at least browsed the article about the guy, like the guy who originally found it, you should read it. It's quite interesting because it's a very small thing that was changed. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring up the the follow-up
6: of, uh, hey, it's now live, it's now patched in, we can all have fast load times.
3: You know, Caleb, if you wanted to get into modding, you could just start perusing our modding of Isaac Mm, because there are a lot of people there (laughs) who mod Binding of Isaac. Yeah,
4: well, hmm. not big on the Isaac mods in general, especially the ones that they added in as official DLC. Not not a fan of those. Not at all? No, pretty much no. Why? I think most of them add items that I don't find interesting and have no desire to use because they are
3: not good. Oh, so they're like a whole bunch of, uh, what's that, milk item? <laughs> they're not quite as bad as uh, soy, soy, milk. Milk. soy milk. Oh my right. gosh.
4: They're, they're usually just not good, which mm. is not great for a game that's all about getting the best items. But uh, there's new DLC coming out, official DLC, not a bunch of random people. Putting stuff together, actually, the developers. Uh, supposedly, quote unquote, final DLC. So I think they said that yeah. about the last one. Yeah, I was going to say, did. I'm pretty sure they did. <laughs> yeah. Afterbirth That's Plus. Fine. Um, but it comes out in six days. I'm super excited. I've been keeping up to date on it, and they are adding a ton of stuff. I think he said something about it was it probably adding another like two thirds of the base game worth of content, Jesus. which is enormous. I think it's Does going to have he? over a thousand achievements when they release it. Do you oh my think gosh. he
2: knows he can make a different game. <laughs> yeah, if he, he wanted to. He did. Well, yeah, he, he did.
4: Do you remember Legend of Bumbo? No. Well, that's yeah, not going to lie. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, makes, that makes sense because it was bad. Mm. It was very bad. It released way too early and overall was just not very good. He um, also released that. There was that platformer he released that wasn't that great. And no? yeah the end
2: is nigh
5: the end is nigh yeah
2: hated that game
5: yeah it was fine is that the same guy
2: He did the art at least i don't i don't think
5: yeah Yeah, because there's two guys right and they
3: split edmund mcmillan and uh
5: him uh what's his name florian Himsel.
2: Mm, you know i was about to say that (laughs) i don't remember that name yeah i don't know
5: super meat boy forever actually did come out oh true That's the endless runner, though, right? Yeah, it's an endless runner. I don't think
2: he's associated with that. Actually, I don't think. I think that's the first Super Meat Boy that he was not involved with. Really interesting. I believe so. Um, The first, the first thing on people also ask when
3: you search Edmund McMillan is why did Edmund McMillan leave Team Meat?
5: Okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah, Edmund McMillan. Yeah, he's not in that anymore. Interesting, Tommy, Tommy, whatever.
2: Mm-hmm. i
4: mean whatever yeah 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 <laughs> Love so the her... yeah, dlc comes out in six days super excited okay. and then outriders comes out the next day so okay. in exactly a week yeah just kind of a psa on that um also we got new content from biomutant which i feel like we haven't heard about in freaking ages
2: which since, i feel like, like it was supposed to be two packs
4: ago yeah. yeah
5: i feel like that was supposed to be out like early 2020 or something
4: yeah i feel like it was but they just released a new uh, gameplay trailer for that,
5: and it's supposed to come out in May. To How's it looking? May.
4: Um, all right. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Oh, man. Kind, of, okay. kind of all right.
5: Google all says right. the initial release date is 2019. That's when it was supposed to come out.
3: 2019. Oh, yikes! <laughs> uh, this says that they announced, like, uh, announced the existence of the game in August 2017. So they probably it was at PAX 2018 when we yep. saw it the first time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: yeah. Crazy uh, risk of rain just got uh, Risk risk rain Two just got an anniversary update and they added in the bandit from the first game. Oh, sick.
0: oh. yeah,
4: so that's looking pretty cool. I think they added a bunch of enemies and stuff, too. I'm not positive Wait, about all so of those in it, but
3: did they not have all of the player like the characters from the first game? I think the... they when they when they
4: first went about trying to make the bandit, I think they had a lot of issues balancing it and making it feel fun. Oh, OK. So, they just dropped it for a long time. And there were a bunch of mods that added in the bandit. So, in Got this it. new update, they actually specified that they're adding the bandit as a, uh, an entirely separate new entity. That way, it doesn't mess with any of the mods that modded the like, hidden bandit. Huh. Yeah, mm.
5: they also, there was a sniper class in the first one that's not in this game.
4: Yep. Yeah, yeah I, I imagine it'll be another year and then we'll
3: add that.
0: Okay. It
4: seems there's a, like there's a module. An anniversary update every year and add some new stuff.
3: Uh, let's let's talk about a different update. Dota 2 she it's been around yeah. for a minute.
5: Yeah. Um, so today they <laughs> put out a new player like enhancement to the game, essentially like this whole revamped system to try to get new players into the game.
2: They removed that stingray character. <laughs>
5: <laughs> they removed that stingray character. No, they. Mm. They've done a lot of things to try to streamline the game for new players. So, just down the list, they have a new shop uh UI for new players now that basically tells you, "Hey, buy these items" and doesn't show you the entire shop and overwhelm you. Hmm. That's nice. Um you can opt into the full shop at any point, so it's not like a like a you have to play so many games thing. in order to get it. Yeah. Yeah. But it tells you like how to build items and like what items you should be buying to like help your character out when you're just starting. There's new player objectives, which are like a bunch of things, just like kind of questy type objectives um, that you should just be trying to strive towards. Um they've unlocked a bunch of rewards for new players. They they added a glossary to the game that covers a lot of information about it. Mm. They added a new mode called New Player Mode. um That's kind of interesting. It has a limited hero pool, and you can leave the game at any time without a penalty, and oh. a bot will f- will fill your slot.
0: Oh, hmm. not bad.
5: To give player, try players players flexibility.
3: And <laughs> Ray him. Ray, all right, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, the I'm done.
5: So, the limited hero pool is cool because it lets you just. Dip your toe in and learn those characters, and you don't have to deal with seeing new heroes literally every game. You just see like a handful, yeah. and you kind of learn what what those do. How many we, are we get a feel like for how 20? the game? Um, let me see. This base game has like hundred and twenty, right?
4: Yeah,
6: I was gonna say there's a lot already in that game, so I assume that it yeah.
5: Would be On this screen I'm looking at, it looks like there's nineteen. Okay.
3: Okay. And I'm assuming it's assuming it's some of the lower like complexity heroes. Yeah, there's there's Crystal no Man, Invoker,
5: Dragon Knight, Tidehunter, Wraith King, like that, yeah. okay. that yeah, Stingray yeah. guy is in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
5: um Yeah. And then it also only matches you against new player solo queue people in that mode. Oh. And then if you want to play with friends in new player mode, it just matches you against bots. Mm so that you can't like murph and ruin the game for people. Mm-hmm.
3: That's very
5: smart of them. What's um, really
2: nice about that mode is if I, you know, if I was playing with you, I guess I can't. It's only against bots. Shoot. Never mind. Mm-hmm. I was going to say we could just jump into a game and I could just exit right away. You guys wouldn't even know because the bot would just play <laughs> about my level, I think.
3: <laughs> you just keep making uh, comments about the abilities you use. Guys, you see that good ability use. Yeah. Did you see that <laughs> Q? <laughs> I'm
6: going main?
5: Uh speaking of how the bots perform, they've updated and improved those to adapt to all the new stuff that they've added to the game, the outposts, the uh, neutral items, all that kind of stuff. That's good. They've needed an update on those. Yeah, previously bots just might just kind of stand around sometimes and not know what to do because they've <laughs> literally changed how the game works that so too. drastically.
2: Sam. <laughs>
5: uh they added <laughs> What I think something really cool uh, in game, like tool tips that'll pop up. Like the example they give here is a character walking across the river and it, it pops up and says, crossing to the enemy side of the map when no heroes are visible can be dangerous.
0: Oh, nice.
5: So like, mm. just like reminding you like, Hey, nobody's on the mini map. You don't know where any of the other team is. Maybe don't go That's into the their territory. Fog of war. Hey,
4: you're being stupid. Turn around. Yeah. <laughs>
5: But, like, yeah, so they'll have tool tips for new players pop up. Uh, there's a new player chat so people can, like, meet up and learn the game. Um, they've improved some coaching stuff. And this game has uh, always,
3: I feel like, been at least somewhat accessible. But the fact that they're like, no, 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 we're going to just continue to make this game more and more and more and more accessible to new players is really cool.
5: They added a set of hero briefs for every hero. So like it's, like, it's yeah, like a sh- but- <laughs> It's like a it. short description, like easy to parse of like what the hero does and how you're supposed to play them. Oh,
2: um, Actually, I like that a lot. Yeah,
5: yeah. There's oh, and the other big thing they changed is they made smurfing a bannable offense. Yes, which has never been a thing.
6: Oh, can we do a... that in uh, Overwatch? Like, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please.
5: <laughs> so they're cracking down on that. They say. um, In the past, they leaned heavily on attempting to detect Smurf accounts and move them to the correct MMR quickly, but that still causes a lot of issues on the way up to that level. So starting today, Smurfing will be bannable. Their primary focus is on new accounts created after today, but they're going to be banning all sorts of people there. That's cool. And then to go along with all this, um, today the Dota show came out on Netflix, Dota Dragon's Blood. So I think they're like trying to like kind of pump up the marketing. They put this whole new player thing out because people will see the show on Netflix, maybe be interested in what that game is, go check it out. Mm. Smart. So.
2: That's that's actually that's very smart.
5: Yeah, yeah. And Alex, uh, on top of that, there's a new hero coming out in like two weeks. I nice. don't think
3: you were around when Owen showed us the new trailer for Dota: Dragon's Blood. <laughs> I got, they you, got a nice what? promo video. You, you didn't get to see it? Oh. oh, 10 out of 10. It's a great Uh-oh. 10 it's out great. of 10. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll make sure we put the link in here so that you can watch. it. It's very okay. important that you watch yes. the promo. It's very sure. it's Dota good, it's through and through. Mm-hmm. Culturally appropriate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dota through and through. Hey, let's talk about a couple other film things, actually, since we're kind of talking about TV show right now. Um, there's going to be a Ghost of Tsushima movie. Yeah, I actually
2: just, I just read about this. Uh, it's getting a movie adaptation from the director of John Wick, apparently. Oh! Thanks.
4: So uh, it's going to be like intense action, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. So there's going to be a and ton like, of
1: knives thrown within a store. That sounds amazing.
2: Honestly, Ghost of is a great pick. It's got yeah. a very strong narrative. Uh, you know, a lot of good characters that are going to be really easy to translate because they're, they're a little stock character, kind of. Yeah, uh, there's not like a ton of depth, they're pretty easy to identify just kind of like a little bit of screen time. So I, I actually, I have kind of high hopes for that. I think that could be really cool. Strong yeah, really like, location and,
5: and era. Yeah, yeah,
2: right? And it's just like, it's a samurai movie. It's like, oh, we know how to make those.
5: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, what's most interesting about this release to me is that they're making a Metal Gear Solid movie as well, and I just didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Um, I don't know what that's going to be, but apparently Oscar Isaac is playing Solid Snake? No. I, did, to this, I did hear that i did he, hear that he's doing dude that. he's in freaking he every
4: pranking people so that's gonna be the whole movie it's like crawling he's gonna be hiding a in a box,
0: box <laughs> <popping up. laughs> i don't my name is oscar i i play throwing everybody.
5: out a decoy balloon and yeah. somebody turns around and stares at it he just sneaks up behind him in the box <laughs> but that's gonna be an
2: interesting one i don't know how you get metal gear's tone <laughs> right hey speaking it's, of, i'm uh, sure
4: it's gonna be very serious
2: Speaking of Probably. Oscar
3: Isaac, uh, Oscar Isaac, I want to mention. I watched a movie uh, when I was sick last week called Operation Finale. If anybody's super into like World War II era movies, where of course there's Nazis, um, there were Nazis in World War II. I know it's a crazy what? concept. Uh, this movie is about them finding the guy who created, authored the Final Solution, and he's in Argentina. And it's like oh. a squad of like Mossad agents that goes. Sc- like, scope him out in Ar- Argentina and have to bring him back to Israel to be on trial. It's really cool. Oscar Isaacs plays a pretty big role in it. There's a couple other pretty big actors in there as well.
6: Yeah, I re- remember seeing That's some pretty trailer cool. for
3: that or something yeah. It looked really cool. It's intense. I mean, like, uh, it's, it's very much like a drama. It's pretty slow paced, but if you've ever watched um, uh, Argo, yeah. You know, yeah, Argo, it very much feels like that movie. So I really, really liked it. Also watched recently The Snyder Cut. Yeah, let's talk about the Snyder Cut. Oh, and I'm very interested in your opinion because I feel like we're gonna differ. Maybe not dramatically, but we're definitely gonna differ. Uh, (laughs) Can I can I pro con this, or do you want
6: me just like to give like a a star rating? How are we doing this?
2: Just do. I want to hear
6: gut reactions to it from everyone who saw it. Gut reaction. Uh, it's fine. It's. I think that it's. Uh. The one thing that I really love about it is that it is a complete vision from Zack Snyder. And seeing a complete vision from a director is really cool. Like, just being able to have the story front to back. There's no... There's nothing, like, you know, that got lost in the edits or anything. Like, this makes sense. Now, it's still the dceu and still Zack snyder so there's zero color in anything it's drab as hell Mm -hmm. it's depressing Mm -hmm. as all get out um like there are the, the the downside of giving your director free reign on everything is the fact that you know he can just be like hey i'm gonna do a 10 minute you know, shot where we're going to (laughs) follow Lois Lane and we're going to have just fucking like dirges in the background and everything's going to be dry and it's going to be raining and everyone's going to be sad. And it's like, okay, cool. What does this do for the movie? It's like
3: fucking nothing, but we're going to do it because we can. And there's (laughs) going to be a song with some woman singing in the background. It's going to be every scene.
6: It is just so... Like, there are so many things about it that I kind of just go, this is what you wanted? But at the same time, I'm just like, hey, you know what? This is what you wanted. I, I respect that this is what you wanted out of the film. Um, I do kind of wish that they didn't fuck up the DCEU. Because this movie ends in a way that I was like, I'd, I'd watch a lot of the movies that it literally builds.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah.
6: it, the... The uh, Batman movie seems to be brought up very well. They add a scene at the end of the film that might be one of my favorite interactions between Batman and Joker. And it, like, I was like, okay, I hate Jared Leto's Joker in Suicide Squad, but this Joker that he's playing apparently from some different reality actually really fucking kind of interesting and i would watch a movie with that joker like i would be okay with that i wouldn't think you know you're like i'd have some reservations but i would be intrigued about seeing that film um yeah. so i was kind of just like oh it sucks that we're not gonna see that joker it sucks that we're not gonna see like what's going on with the kind of batman in all of this um i i, I kind of I I also kind of hated that since I you know that there were movies after it, um, it, it felt weird when you're thinking about the stuff that like Diana can apparently do because of 1984. And then you're like, hey, why is she not doing that in this one? Because <laughs> apparently that was, like, 30 years ago and she just forgot that she could fly and, like, just command lightning and do all this other cool shit. She's just like, ah, no, nah, I don't need any of these cool spells or, you know, like, powers or whatever. So I was like, Fantastic
4: that... Beasts problem.
6: Yeah, I was oh, like, that kind of sucks. And same thing with, like, uh, you know, it was cool seeing William Dafoe show up to kind of bridge into the Aquaman stuff, but you're also kind of like... You know, this Aquaman is a very different Aquaman than the one we got in the movie and
3: I like this Aquaman better. <laughs> so, I don't know. I to to me like uh got reaction from this movie, I felt like I was watching The Watchmen in mm-hmm. DC Universe. That's it just literally the whole movie felt like The Watchmen. The, the, songs, the show or that the, makes the shots or the, the the movie. It the felt movie, like okay, yeah, yeah. it felt like the shots, it felt like I mean, I rarely watch a movie where I hear like literally audibly singing in a lot of background music. Most of the time, it's just very much that it's background music. In this case, it was like very much in the foreground. There's a lot of words. It's just like a lot, a lot of, of long shots, a lot of words. <laughs> Couldn't think of what I was trying a lot to say. So lots the and There's just and a lots lot of like
5: of slow-mo, like really long slow-mo shots. 10% of the entire shots. movie
6: is in oh. slow-mo. 10% of the entire runtime is
3: slow-mo. <laughs> Four <laughs> hours and two minutes, 10%. Yeah. You I know. really, I, I will say, I think it rescued Justice League for me. I mm. would agree.
2: Yeah, I, that-
5: to give my gut reaction, I think it's good. Is what it's I would good. say.
2: Downright good. Yeah. Yeah, is good. So it's, is it four hours good? That's long. Yeah. Well, you can
3: watch it in six sittings because it's broken yeah. up in Into like, at, almost episodic Yeah, it's okay. chapters. Um, it has so literal... I can watch
2: it in as many sittings as I want. It's a movie <laughs> i <I'm> don't <in> charge <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: not on Alex's standards. It, <laughs> it
5: literally has like black screen part one part two like cuts yeah. Interesting. And there's yeah. six right.
3: Interesting. Interesting. Um,
5: it is a little my... jarring
3: because it's in four three so buckle yeah. up for that it does sound annoying but you, i feel like you do get used you to it, get used to it. Did, did at the see- very
5: beginning it's very weird because it's a four by three thing but it's like very high resolution <laughs> and you're like oh this is weird did you see <laughs>
3: the the
6: reason or one of the reasons why it was in four?
3: i'm sure because zack mm-hmm. snyder was just like i want this movie
5: in four three i've uh, just heard it's related to imax framing
6: uh, it is also part of it is because of the fact that some of the shots that they like he wanted to use, he's standing on the side of the frame, like oh waving at, at the actors to do stuff and pointing at things. And so he was like, Well, if I make it four three, you don't see me on the edge of the frame, and we can use so much more content. <laughs> wow.
5: wow. Yeah. I, I, my main thing, main change with this movie is uh, I felt like the original. The Justice League, except for like excluding Superman, right, is like extremely weak. They get wrecked by Steppenwolf. Like the entire movie is them struggling to just stay afloat until Superman comes in and just like one taps everybody. Yep. Uh, And this movie, it felt much more even. Like they had a kind of even fight with Steppenwolf. Like Superman definitely still is the Trump card, right? Because he's Superman. Yeah. But. Like in the original, I was telling Aaron, I remember the original when Superman showed up, he had a scene like with each character where he just like showed up and did the thing that they were doing better than them. Like there was a scene where he was like alongside flash and flash was running. And then Superman just goes faster than him in the original. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, excuse me, like, we don't like, we get it Superman's strong. Like you don't have to do this. And in this movie, they were, they were much more even Superman showed up, helped, but they all kind of worked together. And it felt much more like a unified force. And also I really like what they did with cyborg and flash in this one, because they yeah. gave cyborg way more screen time. The story is way more interesting and Flash's Flash's like the actual thing that solves the, the problem at the end of the movie, instead of Superman, just being like super strong, like flash actually solves the, the issue. Yep.
3: I, and I think like w-
5: they gave him like a really, really cool scene at the end of the movie.
3: I really liked that they, like, embraced the characters that they just kind of were just there. They were just, like, comic mm-hmm. relief um, yeah. in the first one. Well, I think that's um,
6: that's a lot of just, you know, Jocelyn just being like, I need a comic relief person. Well, he came it, in last hour. He really just cuts people yeah. out.
3: I mean, he didn't have a choice. Like, he came in last hour. Which, by the way, we should also mention, the reason this movie didn't happen the way it did the first time is because Zack Snyder's daughter committed suicide. They have, like billboard that's a pretty long shot in the movie that's like for suicide prevention hotline stuff and i think that's pretty cool he's like for his daughter like he's able to still come back and do it yeah
6: yeah like the the last uh during the credits they have apparently like uh his daughter's favorite song playing and Mm -hmm. like when the thing ends it's over autumn uh his daughter um so i i definitely think that they
3: also they, they also like broadened the universe um, which I think Owen, you kind of touched on just because you're like, I think there'd be a lot of cool movies that would come out of this. First of all, the fact that you understand what Steppenwolf's ultimate goal is, mm-hmm. is leagues above what the Justice League was before, like the first movie, because he just shows up in the first movie. He doesn't really feel like he has like ultimate goals
5: or a Like purpose. Steppenwolf in this one is a character that has motivations and like yeah. reservations about things and stuff right. like that. Instead of just being like a faceless monster.
6: Yeah, I think that's that's the one thing I really liked about this, is that all of the, like, villains, I understand and want to see more of, and also, they're still there, I mean, other than Steppenwolf, like, they're still there at the end of the movie. Yeah, right. You know, like, you still have Lex Luthor running around somewhere so you're like okay cool so we've got an established villain that we have some motivation of that's going to show up in a future movie we've got dark side an established villain that we know some motivation I mean, of that's
3: going to show up in a future movie an established like thanos level yeah. villain
6: like it, the one thing that i will say about this is that i was just kind of like you know marvel just kills off the villain at the end of every movie for the most part there's like two or three exceptions so it's one of those things that it's kind of like it's nice to see a villain not just be killed instantly and you know as the as the solution to it and so then you can have another movie and you don't have to introduce somebody new you can just bring that person back you can mm-hmm. just have that same exact character that we know the motivations of we know why they're there we know what they do we're just like oh we get to fight them again that's cool instead of just being like oh well uh, let's see uh faceless blue guy okay we've already killed that one uh we need another faceless person to be the villain of this
2: yeah so, is, is, is the DC EU dead?
3: I think his movies yeah. are dead. The EU is still alive. Of it but, is. Yeah. Gotcha.
2: So, this he, is non goal, like this cut is non canon, essentially. Yeah, right. Okay. His
3: goal was to do like a trilogy. They were going to explore right. like the Nightmare Universe or whatever it's called, plus have like an overarching thing with Darkseid, which, if you've watched the AU, that's like some of the best content is because yeah. they have this like overarching villain. I, I really wish they would have been able to do this if like, you know, things would have been different and
2: it really like, he is could have crazy. made this movie first. Because the, the reception of this, like, I know I was super cynical about it, I haven't seen it, but the reception, as far as I can tell, has been very, very positive. Uh, a lot of people who had the same opinion as me that it didn't matter what they did, the movie was a lost cause, are like, actually the Snyder Cut's way, way better. Like, almost, yeah. like, I didn't let, like, you know, people are like, I didn't think I'd like it, but it's actually pretty good. So Mm -hmm. it's like if they just hadn't, like if they had just left it as it was, maybe maybe they would be doing a lot better.
3: It's weird how much of a different movie it feels like. Yeah, I'd say the first they even use like my my my, my, one example. There's like this scene in the first Justice League where Aquaman and Wonder Woman are pulling on her um her little whip. I can't think of what it's called. The lasso, lasso, thank you. And that lasso is doing something completely different. In the first Justice League, than it is in this version. Mm. They've like taken the scenes and they've like utilized them for other purposes, and so it's like it's completely flipped around. It doesn't feel like—I mean, you got the main plot points; they're still there, but a lot of the action sequences and what's actually happening totally different. And yeah, I, I really like that.
6: I, I was going to say that I feel like the first two hours of this film very much feels like the extended cut of the last movie because mm. it's it's following a lot of the same paces, but you're getting longer scenes. You're getting kind of different edits of it. And so you're kind of getting a different vibe of a lot of the stuff from the last movie. But then that sets up the last two hours that are just so starkly different. Like things start really going different in an hour, you know, once you get past hour mm. two. and then you're like really in a different movie. And I think that was really kind of cool to see the comparison between the two. I think in general, people should watch this for two reasons one the comparison to see how editing really changes a film <laughs> and like yeah. you can you can very easily tell after watching this of just being how editing can either save or, or destroy a film and so some of, it made me think about some of the like marvel movies that are so low down on our lists and i kind of wonder i was like you know how much would have a different. You know, a different edit of this, a different shot, you know, and maybe an extended part of this, maybe a little bit more of that storyline would have saved that Marvel movie and put it higher up. Right. Um. So it made me think about that a lot. So I thought that was a cool thing. And I think the other cool thing is, as I said, of just uh seeing a full vision of what the director wanted without having... Anyone else come in and uh, you know say, "Nah, that's not how we have Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman should be like this," you know. Yeah. Like it's it's very cool. To, it it reminds me a lot of how when you look at um, uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok is so Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. Every single inch of it. And so there's no way that you can just take a clip out of that and not feel Taika. And I feel the same way with this movie is like with this edit of just every way that you look at it every like it's, it is so Zack Snyder, just the drab, the dark, the, the, the music, the, the, like every bit of it is Zack Snyder and you feel that. And I think
3: that's kind of a cool thing. Alex actually brought up while we were watching the movie. He's like, you know, if you didn't know better, some of these scenes look just black and white like mm-hmm.
5: almost black and white yeah because there's like nothing
3: there's no also, at
5: all. it like fits the tone of what's happening in the movie though too because it's like very it's kind of a depressing story it and is and then at the end actually i commented that at the end after they've won and they're like the assembled justice league kind of standing epically next to each other there's much more color in that scene
3: oh yeah that's true you did say i do remember seeing that scene because there's like a lot more backlighting and you do get to see one thing I think was really interesting is they went from the classic Superman color scheme and his new version is like way darker. It's like a almost like a gray cape, a really dark blue suit and a gray Superman logo. I mean, he's,
6: he's wearing the black white. Yeah. Regeneration suit. like he's it's, straight up wearing mm-hmm. that like costume rather than his like, yeah. oh, let me go back into blue red. Yeah. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. I really like that. I thought that was cool.
6: I, I will also say just seeing, like, I think this was the, the the other thing that I will also give it is that I felt like uh, some of the action was better done in this than in, like, most Marvel movies. <laughs> because I've been rewatching some of the Marvel movies to get, uh, you know, to get in with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And it just reminds me how, like, every time I'm watching an action scene in that, it cuts in the fight like 10 times and it's you know it's very jarring to kind of watch and you're like wait yeah like i don't actually ever see anyone get punched in this i just see like cap do a bunch of weird things and like i'm consciously putting it together that Mm -hmm. he jumps on somebody and does like a backflip and punches them in the face or something like that but like visually i don't really see a lot of that whereas this
5: yeah because they had to make those pg-13 right for like to get the widest audience possible this is definitely our Easy. This is A, like,
6: definitely R, because you see the blood, and B, I think the other nice thing is that, like, you really do see some of the extended kind of, like, y- you're not cutting every time there's a punch, like, you just see people are like like like, getting wailed on. It's pretty,
5: you, it's pretty get, you see some people get destroyed, man. Yeah.
3: There's also, I mean, they like, there's quite a bit of language in it, too, which, like, you wouldn't expect yeah. from, like, a, a, a universe like DC or Marvel. It's cool. I really enjoyed it. If you guys, like, I think I kind of went into it with an open mind. I just thought I didn't really like the Justice League. Maybe this would be a better version. I came out the other end pretty happy with it.
5: Yeah, I
6: I was fairly happy as well. I mean, I enjoyed my time with it. And I think it was things of just like, yeah, you know, if you're at all interested, would recommend. But I also don't think that this is going to be something that's like... Mass appeal, you know, saves right. the DCEU is right. so good that they're gonna have to re get every, you know, everybody's gonna have to resign and do stuff again. Like, it's kind of one of the things like this was neat, this was an enjoyable thing to do on a weekend.
3: Uh, one last thing to talk about here, and that is Earth 2. And I believe, Chad, we were talking about with Earth 2 is NBC's original 1994 series, primetime winning, winning Earth 2, which was a sci fi action flick. Two seasons.
1: Nope, that's exactly not what we're talking Shoot. about here. Damn it. <laughs> I um, it! Gosh. No, just branching off of the VR chat. Uh, I and also I have been kind of delving into DOCS and cryptocurrency a little bit lately. Um, I stumbled across this, which it's Earth Two, so it's literally Earth, but it's in a virtual world, and you can, from what I understand buy a 10 square foot location anywhere on our planet that once they come out with this VR, which people are thinking that we're very close to ready player one technologies. Now, I don't know if you guys agree or disagree with that, Uh, but once we get into that kind of realm, there will be another earth that we can go to and have land that we have purchased. Land is cheaper, of course, because it's virtual. And when you buy into it, you get gains like cryptocurrency on it. So it's, it's very interesting. And uh, before the podcast, we were talking, about, I just brought up the question of where people would buy land. And there was kind of a... Uh, people wanted Mount Everest, like the top of Mount Everest. So I, I spent like the first half of the podcast trying to figure out... It's, it's a very weird kind of map that you have to look at. I mean, it's the map of the U.S., but there's no, like, address or anything you can put in. You you just have to, like, stroke over to it and zoom in. And uh, I found that top-of-the-world Everest, you can buy for around $206? $234? So so around there. But this is actually uh, not just one square. It's a nice block of squares. And for some reason, there's, like, two two squares already bought out in the middle of it so you'll just have a nice moat around this person
3: <laughs> weird but yes is this like the next iteration of second life huh. yes rafael like
1: yeah i was that, thinking the exact
3: same thing it like, so?
1: honestly feels like that and, and but it's like they I don't know it's it might be one of those things where they why don't you just go there like go to the top of top of
0: <laughs> just
1: not necessarily the top of everest i guess COVID, that's very difficult Chad. to, to have, have to do <laughs> but like for instance if you if you buy land in like williamsburg or like i don't know down in florida somewhere like why don't you just why don't you just go there like go to the beach like go like as like in the world it's like nah i'm gonna get in my vr headset i have land purchased there and i'm just gonna i'm just chill I, I, could, I
6: could understand it. Maybe it's like a, a specific spot that means something to you. Like I could 100% see this being a thing of like, oh, this is the you know, the spot where I proposed to so and so. And so when I, and they died in some tragic accident. And so whenever I miss what? them, I put on my VR headset, and I go back to that spot whenever mm-hmm. It's intense. Yeah, that you is kind such intense. a turn! I, I never mean, <laughs> see people doing that. Like that seems like Woo! such an easy layup. Yeah,
1: yeah, wow. I can see that. Yeah, but it's also if it is like actual, like, like basically Ready Player One, it'd be kind of cool to just be able to jump around to the different locations. But jump around. the question, the, the question that I have about it, and I, I've been reading a little bit about it, and I don't, I guess it'll be more fleshed out once it like you know starts coming out. Would you be able to go on land that people own?
5: Like, or would you like, be locked to where you bought? I would assume that you'd, you'd probably be locked go out, go out of there. stuff unless people allow you. Mm. True. Until but the does, government
3: but, gets involved and eminent domain <laughs> happens.
5: True. Because that's another question: is
1: is every inch of the world going to be able to be on sale? Because, like, right now, I'm looking around, and every square around Everest is up for sale and or bought already.
6: Okay, so at what point can I uh, steal the land and just kill the people that own it?
5: And just take <laughs> oh I'm my just, lord. I'm Jeez.
6: curious, when do we get to that oh part of it? Oh my
3: gosh, Owen! Yeah, this says One it's dark a, thought to another!
5: It says it's a one-to-one I'm virtual saying, version if of we Earth. we
6: did it in this Earth, we can do it on a second Earth, why not? <laughs> oh my god.
5: This says it's a virtual <laughs> Earth split into 5.1 trillion land tiles.
4: Oh my god. I like how it calls it land tiles, when you can just buy ocean. <laughs>
5: yeah probably most of the tiles actually
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh i guess i needed to ask that question in the beginning before the podcast and you can buy ocean so you know
3: there you go i don't know how you're gonna walk around on the ocean uh obviously we're buying the ocean floor so we can like
6: have the mariana's trench and start putting fucking Mm -hmm. sea labs in there so the megalodons Mm
4: -hmm. show up later yeah Yeah. that's an interesting thought because you you buy you buy a tip mount everest you're getting a whole lot more land than somebody that's buying like at sea
3: level right you know? it's true just in terms of like cubic footage and t- yeah in terms of cubic foot of like earth you have a <laughs> lot more like before you get to the mantle like you yeah. like i going to see how much crust i can dig out before i get I to mean, the mantle. you yeah yeah
5: if i buy a single block strip vertically down the ocean so then when they try to lay cables across the ocean they have to pay me insane amounts of money yeah, they're laying virtual cables
1: in the virtual wor- yeah. world. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're, li- they're landing. <laughs> is is Wreck It Ralph like destroying like yes, the connection absolutely. and everything too?
3: Absolutely. The land Iron the Man's is repairing all the cables. Dollars. Yes.
1: And so I thought right. it was interesting that there was like it's a it's basically like at the moment a cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm.
3: Weird and so weird.
1: Basically, because Bitcoin is popping off so hard right now, people are looking into any any cryptocurrency that they can get into that could be the next bitcoin
3: let me just say garlic coin boys get <laughs> yeah. in get in early get some garlic coin i have 100 put it garlic in the coin. Oven. when i joked about
6: uh blockchain real estate i didn't think that you would find this
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh all right well uh i think that's it so uh, thanks so much for joining us
1: we'll catch you next time
3: This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCausland, Chad McCausland, Jake John Kyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. We also have a couple new series that we've been working on. One for a custom divinity campaign and another for a Pathfinder campaign that we've been working on. So make sure you check those out as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.